Chapter 69 of the Book of Elves and Fairies for Storytelling and Reading Aloud. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mary Stuffelbeam. The Book of Elves and Fairies for Storytelling and Reading Aloud by Francis Jenkins Olcott. Little Nibla. Have you seen the white mist over the river Yi in the morning? A light white mist that flies away when the sun gets hot? Yes? Then I will tell you a story about the white mist and a little girl named Alma. Little Alma lived close to the river Yi, but far, far from here. Beyond the trees and beyond the blue hills, for the Yi is a very long river. She lived with her grandmother and with six uncles, all big, tall men with long beards, and they always talked about wars and cattle and a great many other important things that Alma could not understand. There was no one to talk to Alma, and for Alma to talk to or play with. And when she went out of the house where all the big people were talking, she heard the cocks crowing, the dogs barking, the birds singing, the sheep bleeding, and the trees rustling their leaves over her head. And she could not understand one word of all they said. At last, Having no one to play with or talk to, she sat down and began to cry. Now, it happened that near the spot where she sat there was an old black woman wearing a red shawl, who was gathering sticks for the fire, and she asked Alma why she cried. "'Because I have no one to talk to or play with,' said Alma. Then the old black woman drew a long brass pin out of her shawl, and pricked Alma's tongue with it, for she made Alma hold it out to be pricked." Now, said the old woman, you can go and play and talk with the dogs, cats, birds, and trees, for you will understand all they say, and they will understand all you say. Alma was very glad, and ran home as fast as she could to talk to the cat. Come, cat, let us talk and play together, she said. Oh, no, said the cat. I am very busy watching a little bird, so you must go away and play with little Nibla down by the river. Then the cat ran away among the weeds and left her. The dogs also refused to play when she went to them, for they had to watch the house and bark at strangers. Then they also told her to go and play with little Nibla down by the river. Then Alma ran out and caught a little duckling, a soft little thing that looked like a ball of yellow cotton, and said, Now, little duck, let us talk and play. But the duckling only struggled to get away and screamed, Oh, mamma, mamma, come and take me away from Alma. Then the old duck came rushing up and said, Alma, let my child alone, and if you want to play, go and play with Nibla down by the river. A nice thing to catch my ducky in your hands. What next, I wonder? So she let the duckling go, and at last said, Yes, I will go and play with Nibla down by the river. She waited till she saw the white mist, and then ran all the way to the yi, and stood still on the green bank close by the water with the white mist all round her. By and by she saw a beautiful little child come flying toward her in the white mist. The child came and stood on the green bank and looked at Alma. Very, very pretty she was, and she wore a white dress, whiter than milk, whiter than foam, and all embroidered with purple flowers. She had also white silk stockings and scarlet shoes, bright as scarlet verbenas. Her hair was long and fluffy and shone like gold and round her neck she had a string of big gold beads. 
Then Alma said, Oh, beautiful little girl, what is your name? To which the little girl answered, Nibla. Will you talk to me and play with me? said Alma. Oh, no, said Nibla. How can I play with a little girl just as you are? And with bare feet? For you know, poor Alma only wore a little old frock that came down to her knees, and she had no shoes and stockings on. Then little Nibla rose up and floated away, away from the bank and down the river. And at last, when she was quite out of sight in the white mist, Alma began to cry. When it got very hot, she went and sat down, still crying under the trees. There were two very big willow trees growing near the river. By and by, the leaves rustled in the wind, and the trees began talking to each other, and Alma understood everything they said. "'Have you got any nests in your branches?' said one tree. "'Yes, one,' said the other tree. "'It was made by a little yellow bird, and there are five speckled eggs in it.' Then the first tree said, "'There is a little Alma sitting in our shade. Do you know why she is crying, neighbor?' The other tree answered, "'Yes, it is because she has no one to play with. Little Nibla by the river refused to play with her because she is not beautifully dressed.' Then the first tree said, "'Ah, she ought to go and ask the fox for some pretty clothes to wear. The fox always keeps a great store of pretty things in her hole.'" Alma had listened to every word of this conversation. She remembered that a fox lived on the hillside not far off, for she had often seen it sitting in the sunshine, with its little ones playing round it and pulling their mother's tail in fun. So Alma got up and ran till she found the hole, and putting her head down it, she cried out, Fox! Fox! But the fox seemed cross, and only answered without coming out, Go away, Alma, and talk to little Nibla. I am busy getting dinner for my children and have no time to talk to you now. Then Alma cried, Oh, fox, Nibla will not play with me because I have no pretty things to wear. Oh, fox, will you give me a nice dress? and shoes, and stockings, and a string of beads? After a while, the fox came out of its hole with a big bundle done up in a red cotton handkerchief, and said, Here are the things, Alma, and I hope they will fit you. But you know, Alma, you really ought not to come at this time of day, for I am very busy just now cooking the dinner, an armadillo roasted and a couple of partridges stewed with rice, and a little omelet of turkey's eggs. I mean, plover's eggs, of course. I never touch turkey's eggs. Alma said she was very sorry to give so much trouble. Oh, never mind, said the fox. How is your grandmother? She is very well, thank you, said Alma, but she has a bad headache. I am very sorry to hear it, said the fox. Tell her to stick two fresh stock leaves on her temples and on no account to go out in the hot sun. Give her my best respects. And now run home, Alma, and try on the things. And when you are passing this way, you can bring me back the handkerchief as I always tie my face up in it when I have the toothache. Alma thanked the fox very much, and ran home as fast as she could. And when the bundle was opened, she found in it a beautiful white dress, embroidered with purple flowers, a pair of scarlet shoes, silk stockings, and a string of great golden beads. They all fitted her very well, and next day, when the white mist was on the yi, she dressed herself in her beautiful clothes, and went down to the river. By and by, little Nibla came flying along, and when she saw Alma, she came and kissed her, and took her by the hand. All the morning they played and talked together, gathering flowers and running races over the green sward. And at last, Nibla bade her goodbye, 
and flew away, for all the white mist was floating off down the river. But every day after that, Alma found her little companion by the Yi, and was very happy, for now she had someone to talk to and play with. End of chapter. Recording by Mary Stuffelbeam.